<laughs> hey, everybody. So we just recorded this episode, Benny and I. Steven, San Steven, he was not here. Uh, I forgot to mention this story throughout the episode. So we're going to start the episode with this. So this is the intro. So this is non-sports related, but I thought everybody would find this funny because because uh, I, I was in the moment thinking this was pretty funny. So I go grocery shopping and my girlfriend has all of her tip money on the counter that she just has never taken to the bank. It's a ton of uh, Starbucks tips. So it's like, so it's quarters and then $1 bills that they, that they distribute out. Um, there's a hundred dollars worth of quarters. Okay. And these little, these little, uh, the quarter pouches. So I take that with me and like, a in like a man purse or it's in her purse. I just have like, not her purse, but like a, a carry purse thing. So I just am carrying around like a, a thing of like a hundred dollars a quarter. It's pretty heavy. And anyways, I'm going through Fred Meyer, grabbing my beer. I'm all, this is my beer money. I'm buying a hundred dollars worth of beer and quarters. Uh, more on that in a sec. So as I'm choosing beer, what I do is buy every single Coors Light 15 pack of the silver bullets that they have, except I looked and I said, Coors Light still isn't sponsoring this podcast. They haven't reached out to me. They haven't, people have reached out to them on my behalf. Nobody gives me responses. I see people on TikTok saying how many, how many likes for free Coors Light or for, not Coors Light, but any, any thing. And they're like a hundred thousand. And then they always get the hundred thousand. I want that to be me. Okay. Coors Light. So you know what I did, Benny? I put what did you do? a ton of lobes, Michelobes in my cart. I filled my cart with what's 72 plus 24. We were just doing that math earlier uh, with uh, 96 Michelobes. Okay. And I walked away and you know what I did? A tear, a single tear went down my face and I'm like, I can't give up that easily. I turned around. You bought 96 Michelobes? Nope. I did not, Benny. I did not. Here's what I did. I turned around. A single tear was rolling down my cheek. I put them back and I grabbed the silver bullets. And I filled my card with bullets. Okay. And wow. it was an existential crisis. I was actually like, am I really giving up on Coors this easily? The answer is no. Okay. But Coors Light, seriously, give me, give me free beer. Sponsor I'm a pot. loyal fan. I have silver bullets everywhere. Okay. Locked and loaded. If I ever become wealthy, I am naming my charity, my foundation, the Sterling Retke Institute of Coors Light Research. Okay. Can you hear me, Benny? Oh, I hear you. Anyways, I, the story beautiful. goes on. I go to the cash register. I tell you the truth. I was like, I'm paying for these in quarters. I didn't bring my debit card because I knew I would get coaxed into having to use it instead of using quarters. And the, the register lady, and I feel, I felt like such an asshole. Okay. She's all like, you know, I have to count all these, right? And it's ten dollars each oh. roll of quarters. Do the math on how many quarters that is. It's forty quarters a roll, so that was four hundred quarters that she had to count. The lines backed up. Fred Meyer doesn't have enough uh, aisles open. It takes me about twenty minutes to check out with just like five, five, uh, bought five uh, cases of Coors Light. And as this is happening, I'm pretty much crying of laughter to myself because I'm thinking. I must look like such an idiot to everybody in this store that's behind me that I'm literally just buying a ton of beer with quarters. <laughs> they probably think I'm such an uh, asshole. Um, I love that. Yeah, that's my story. It's my that's maybe not story, as then. funny as as it was in the moment, but um, telling you more, telling <laughs> you more. All the one dollar bills. I went and did the rest of my gro- grocery shopping with the one dollar bills. So I went to Whole Foods and got. And- <laughs> got just a ton of stuff with one dollar bills so moral of the story is you didn't you didn't go to the strip club no i didn't moral of the story that is if your girlfriend late leaves her tips on the counter for over a month it's free game it's it's free game that's all i'm saying go buy beer that's that's beer money that's beer money money thank you sarah my beautiful girlfriend thank you and as you hear at the end of this episode she is she was dog sitting her parents dogs for the week and her store got shut down for a week because of a COVID case. So now she's there longer, an extended stay at home. This is now the man cave of uh, of my of me. I've been watching the Masters, just drinking beer, living life. This has been, uh, you know, some me time. And I love my girlfriend. I can't wait for her to get back. But listen, wow, what a week! My birthday's next week. My birthday's on Monday. This is a great birthday present. Okay, quarters for beer, Masters weekend. Can't beat it. 
You can't beat it, Benny. You can't beat it. Oh, no. So, wow. Okay. Well, that's the intro to this podcast. I don't know how the actual intro sounds because I can't remember what we said at the start, but just treat this as the intro and then then we're going to get going. So it's just going to connect. So anyways, um, thank you everybody for listening. And here is the rest of the episode. Benjamin Calavajea. We skipped last week. Uh, Sorry, everybody. No, no notice for that, but we skipped last week. And now this week we are back. You, bit, you didn't send out. You didn't send out. Any didn't give anybody. Didn't give anybody that information. Listen, I got the second Pfizer shot in my arm. I was uh, anticipating a a uh, side effect. Okay, but I didn't have any. Uh-huh. So I'm surprised. I was happy. I woke up the next day feeling phenomenal. And I've been playing a ton Congrats. of tennis. Congrats on being vaccinated. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to bars every single day in about a week. Okay, every day I'm going to be at a bar. So be ready for that um okay so i'm ready i've been playing a tenant a ton of tennis lately okay i'm uh uh-huh. i'm getting my old groove back i just actually you know you know what i did this week benny i bought what that new rackets the Emperor's new groove uh, a little groove yeah a little groove i'm dancing right now actually hey, i'm just dancing Cusco. yeah Cusco. uh i bought new tennis rackets i bought a 24 pack of ball or a 24 pack of three balls of a thing so that how many balls is that 24 times three i'm not good at math you give me the math benny come on 24 times three 48 72 72 oh, okay uh, Wait, 24 three packs of 24 yeah that's 72 right yep you're right you're right you're right yeah, yeah. Good uh, for you. bought new tennis shoes uh and guess what Ten- I'm real joined- real tennis shoes real tennis shoes yeah and i'm i'm gonna i'm joining the club team at gonzaga okay how about that how's that sound um ooh, i just dropped a thousand dollars on tennis stuff so i better play a lot of tennis okay i dropped way too much money um ooh. so anyways do you want an athlete nah, not actually on the team just the club team. i know <laughs> i looked at the records i'm not good enough to get on the on the d1 team uh yeah, although i played old. in high school i don't know i i'll say this though uh played a lot of tennis watched a lot of tennis now we're not going to talk much about tennis on this podcast because nobody actually cares about tennis but i'm going to tell you this right now yannick center next guy up in tennis 19 year old italian got to the finals of the miami open first guy to get to the finals of a of a tournament that that um prestigious since novak djokovic okay of that age so be on the lookout and then before that it was nadal and before that it was pete sampras or agassi or something so we got it we got a superstar on our hands boys um yannick Giannis, huh? No, Yannick K with a K. <laughs> and it's a soft J too. Yannick. I like him. Uh, um, anyways, watching a lot of tennis. We are not going to talk about March Madness or March Sadness for me. Uh, my, well, my let's future. talk about that game. Uh, don't really want to, Vinny. I'm going to be honest. We should. Hey, I will say that game was infuriated. Inferior. In, what, what's the word? Mm, Infuriating. Infuriating. Um, I think anybody, most people that listen to this, I think, are in Washington. Nope, um, we're worldwide, and- baby. We actually got more Texas <laughs> listeners, Waco, Texas listeners, than Washington State. How's that sound? Waco, worldwide, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Baylor, Baylor fans, huh? Two uh, Bears. Yeah, Baylor Bears. Uh, anyways, no, that that game was infuriate, infuriating because um, I don't know. It's just. Gonzaga, we we've seen them so many times in the tournament, like being from Washington, where they just they just shrink a little bit sometimes. And man, they got dominated. Like Baylor just stomped them, dude. Okay, this this is such a false thing about Gonzaga. Okay, and I'm not even defending them because I'm going to go there this next year. I'm saying you can't call a team a choke artist when they get to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four championship games. That team got outplayed in one game. If you play that game probably 10 times, Gonzaga probably wins at seven. I know it doesn't look like that, but Gonzaga is the better team. They just got totally outplayed. You know what I think happened? Why? Why? Why did they get totally outplayed? Here's what happened. Okay, let me explain. Yeah. They were on such a high after that game-winning three against UCLA. It's like a – but how how do you have a trap game? How do you have a trap game, uh, game 32 of the season when you're 31 and out? It's not a trap game. It's a bad game. It's a a letdown. I get it. Yeah, but, like, here's the thing. I I, I get what you're saying. I thought that, too, from the beginning. I was like, okay, they're just starting slow because, like, they just came off such a high. But, dude, it's the national championship. If you're not – 
up or motivated for the national championship, then you're not going to be motivated for anything. And, and I'm not making I excuses. Mean, I, I'm simply oh, giving I think you that's a, what you were doing. Here, I'm no. You're saying they, they you're choke giving on me big, a storyline. They choke on bit in big in big games or whatever. There's not many. Look how many championships Duke has in the last twenty years, or Kansas or Kentucky. Not programs don't win many championships in, in college basketball. It's a one loss tournament, and that's the thing. It's like yeah. it's the same thing as football playoffs. That's why we don't have repeat Super Bowl teams or or um really many teams win more than one Super Bowl except for the Pats in the last. 15 years. I mean, it doesn't happen much. And I'm just going to give you this. Okay. Here is the, um, this is what Gonzaga has done in the past five years. Or will they ever win a national championship? Probably. I mean, it's bound to happen. It's all luck at the end of the day. And when you get yourself in the position to be there more and more and more, you're going to get lucky once. I mean, here's, here's Gonzaga's since 2014. Okay. Elite eight, sweet 16, runner up, sweet 16, elite eight. Last year it was canceled. They would have probably made the elite eight or, or final four. They were 31 and two. And then this year they were the runner up. So there, that's, you know, five or six straight years of being in there. And I mean, eventually it'll work out. It sucks. It didn't for Mark few and for everybody on that team. Yeah. Um, don't know if they get back there next year. Cause it's probably going to be a brand new team, but with the new transfer rules in college basketball, it's basically going to be a, uh, it's basically going to be brand new teams every single year because of the, new what, transfer what rules. are the new transfer rules? Uh, people can transfer without having to sit out. So say you're a top recruit and you're on, you're sitting on the bench and not playing enough. You could just move uh-huh. anywhere you want without sitting out. And it's going to create a, Oh yeah. I think it's going to create, it's basically going to be build a team each year instead of having yeah. veteran teams really make it deep yeah although the teams that do stick together will probably be there just like Loyola was this year just like baylor was um all the team we see this in college basketball this is why i hate the product because the greatest players are one and dones and the teams that make it the deepest nobody cares about any of those guys because they're not going to make the nba and if they do usually they're you know at best yeah role players you're not getting the star staying three years baylor I think it uh, – I'm trying – no, it actually wasn't Baylor. It was Oklahoma. The Oklahoma – I think the Oklahoma basketball team was older on average than the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Probably Baylor was too. And Baylor probably was too. Baylor – I think Baylor – they probably were because they had they had guys that were our age. They had twenty four year old guys. God, I hate being this old. I feel like I would feel terrible. Uh, I'll tell you the truth, Benny. I'm, two, year, I'm two years removed from college sports, maybe almost three years. Yeah. Close geez. to three years. Yeah. You know, I never want to hear anybody. If I was ever... still playing baseball at Tennessee tech, I'd be killing it right now. It would be. I don't ever <laughs> want to hear anybody ever say a college basketball team could beat a G league team or an NBA team or compete with an NBA team. Gonzaga was the best team this year. Their entire starting five is going to be drafted probably. And plus a few people on the bench this year. Them. Yeah. You I think? think everybody's mocked to be drafted. Um, I'm going to say this Suggs going to be a really good NBA player. He's going to be a potential all-star. He's, he's great. Yeah. I think Suggs Cunningham and Mobley are the three best players in this draft. Uh, but the thing is, that's it. After that, uh, uh, Timmy, uh, Neemhart, Ayayi, all those guys, if they're drafted, um, Kispert, Kispert could be a good, a good NBA player just because the, the, the like, he needs to get better defense, but he can hit threes. Yeah. Yeah, but he can hit threes. He'd like, be a Joe like, Harris I, type player. Joe Harris. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, he, he reminds me of Joe Harris a lot. And it's not just because he's a white guy. Like, he's like a six seven forward. You know, he shoots. That team's he, getting killed by OKC, though. Poku. Oh, yeah. Poku was going to just kill them Oh, all. yeah. So that's all I'm saying. I don't yeah, want to hear no. that anymore. I never want to hear anybody do these types of things. Just like I don't want to hear people say, could Alabama beat Cleveland when Alabama had? No. Oh, yeah. They those, those are the worst sports. 120 to zero. They would pick off whoever the quarterback is every drive because it's just a different game. They're playing different defenses. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that college sports cannot compete with the pros. Uh, we all know that. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk Absolutely. about pro pro football. Sam Darnold moving from the jets to the Panthers. The Panthers give up a second round pick next year. I think a fourth this year, they really don't give up much. It's pretty much the second round pick has value. The other two picks aren't that important. What do you think about that trade? Give me a rundown. How you feel? Sammy D um, change of scenery. Yeah. 
I think it's a really smart move by the Panthers. Um, just because, I mean, Sam Darnold's still so young and he was just in a terrible situation. He, he deserves, you know, another chance. And I'm happy for Sam Darnold that he, he gets to, you know, he gets to go somewhere new, gets a, gets a, a breath of fresh air because like, Number one, going from New York to Carolina, like all the pressure of like being a quarterback in New York, you know, his market now is is a lot more player friendly, you know. So so less less pressure um, as far as that, like media wise, but also um, uh, he gets to, you know, like when, when you're traded for, I think it's a good thing as a player because it means you're wanted and there's a new coach there, uh, Matt Rule. So. Uh, I think it's just like the perfect situation for Sam Darnold. Um, the Panthers wise, um, I think it's, it's smart. I think it's a good price. I think they got, they got a little discount. Um, so yeah, I like it. Love the trade for both sides. Yeah. It wasn't working in New York. He's had three seasons there. He's been really bad statistically. I know Gase is a terrible coach, but um, I feel like if he, it wasn't working, if he was even decent there, he'd have better numbers than he did. He's was really bad. Although here's the thing. I think he is, he is an elite talent. He was at the entirety leading up to that draft that he was in. He was always mocked number one. Um, and then randomly it shifted to towards Baker, who is still the age of Baker when Baker got drafted. He's still that young. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it'll, I, I think he has the talent, right? If he was in this draft right now, people said that he would go third after, Lawrence and Wilson, by the way, we're going to talk about that in a little bit about uh, Justin yeah. Fields, because this is actually becoming a, a very intriguing storyline with the Patriots. That's all I'm going to say. Um, oh. Yeah. I would literally spontaneously combust if they get Justin Fields. I will be so happy, but we'll talk about that in a <laughs> sec. Uh, I think it realistically, if it doesn't work out, um, they'll be back in this position next year to be able to get the QB that they want. I think this is a one-year deal, basically, because you do have to decide if you're picking up the fifth-year option or signing into a long-term contract. Uh, and we'll see how he does. If he can ball out in a new offense, a more a more friendly offense. He has McCaffrey. He has Robbie Anderson. He has more. I think that that's a good start. They're going to be able to – I think that that pick that they have, the eighth pick, is actually going to be traded. Again, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to talk about this okay. in a second about the draft. Um, and I think they're going to just continue to build pieces – and I like it. I like it for both teams. Jets are obviously going to take Zach Wilson now. Uh, the hype behind Zach Wilson, I'm not seeing it. I feel like he'd be the f- – maybe I'm going to be wrong here, but I think he's the fifth best quarterback in this class. I think it goes Lawrence easily. I think it goes fifth. Fields too. Yeah, I think this is okay. – I'll list them out. Lawrence is number one easily. He's the He's the best quarterback prospect since – uh, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John Elway, those people. I think number two is Fields, who, by the way, has been the number two quarterback, the number two pick in this draft in every mock draft up until about a month ago, where now, Fields. Yeah, yeah, now he's just falling out of grace somehow. Justin Fields is huge. He's basically like Big Ben, but he runs a 4 4. Like so, so, where he's are you awesome. at on your list right now? Are you on oh, yeah. two? Two. Fields, Fields is, is two. two. I have. Okay. I have um, Trey Lance three. I think he's a the Mahomes, Josh Allen esque type build. I have um, Mac Jones four. That's the pro style guy in this draft. And then I have uh, then I have Zach Wilson, who I think is like Mac Jones, except I I, I like Mac Jones more. Just a uh-huh. little bit. I think that I'm not going to give you my rankings. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you my opinion. Uh, I think that uh, I think that Trey Lance is uh, similar to. Josh Allen because like I have from what I've seen from him like great great runner um can you still hear me yes yeah great runner um and then great deep ball right which was like which was like Josh Allen coming out right great like arm strength great deep ball uh and 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 mobile right I think mm-hmm. that why people are like frothing at the mouth over uh, Zach Wilson is the the ability, like a throw on a, on the run ability, and like the 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 nice natural arm strength, like really yeah. 
really special like arm talent while on the run, right? And what does that make people think of? Well, Mahomes. Listen, it it, yeah, it, it no, makes people Vinny. think of Mahomes. So but so Vinny. like people are people are trying to uh trying to trying to trying to get that find that guy that mold, right? But here's the thing: is Sam Darnold also great? Made that exact Fields same also- throw. That Zach Wilson made it his pro day in a real game. There's there, there's a footage that went viral on Twitter. He made the exact same throw in a real game, hitting, darting a okay. wide open receiver. Well, you know how you know how it goes. Like the next best thing, the next best thing comes up, and people, it's a shiny new thing that people are gonna, you know, and and, and you like you said, it wasn't working in uh, New York for Sam Darnold. But like the thing about Justin Fields is just like he, the reason why he is not like getting the the attention he deserves is because like his game it's like uh i don't know like i i compare him like to that honestly and yeah. like they're not they're not flashy they're not flashy it's not sexy you know what i mean like like the, but any other draft if this draft wasn't loaded justin fields would be number one but this is here's what i'm saying benny my point is this um justin fields outplayed trevor lawrence in that college football game right the oh absolutely by, by far i love justin fields he has Going into this year, going into last year, everybody knew that this year's quarterback draft class was going to be stacked because you have Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Those were the two headliners. And now in the past couple months, they got Zach Wilson blasting up boards. Mac Jones is going to go third. And Trey Lance basically didn't play last year because their team didn't play. We, I don't know how this has happened. People are overthinking. Quarterbacks, are is it's a flip of the coin if it's a good picker or not, or not a good pick. We, you can go back through the last 20 years of drafting. It's about a, it's about a 50-50 shot if it's a bust or a good pick. And, you know, Zach Wilson looked phenomenal in his pro day, and he looked really good in games. But you know who looked the best the best pro day of all time? Jamarcus Russell. He had the best pro day ever. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson's going to be Jamarcus Russell, <laughs> who didn't want to study tape and, you know, showed up 320 pounds to tr- camp. I don't think he's going to be like that. But I think that we're they're overthinking it, and – you know, the Jets are getting whoever they want after Trevor Lawrence. And honestly, if I were them, I would explore how I could get the first pick from the, from the, from Jacksonville, what I would have to give up to move up to get Lawrence to make the sure thing. Um, they won't do that I, if I'm the Jets, but the Jets, they, okay. this isn't going to be discussed. That's not going to happen. They, they've, they're set on Lawrence, but I would be, I would have called them and say, Hey, what do you want? How many first do we'll give you number two? So you get the second quarterback plus two more firsts. But regardless, uh-huh. they're not going to do that. And I think people are overthinking it. I, you get the sure thing or the, what's closest to the sure thing. And I think the closest sure thing after Lawrence is fields. He's an athletic freak. He runs a four five. He's like 240 pounds. He's not, he's a big guy. Yeah. No, he, no. He, it's he, not like, he's, it's not like he's like a, like skinny and he can't, he can't take hits. He played yeah. with that broken, the broken ribs in that game. He missed like one play and he came back in and he played really good. Um, mm-hmm. he's going to probably yeah. get bigger because he's still young. So he can put on a few pounds and he probably loses some speed, but I'm thinking we got a cross between a Dak Prescott and a big Ben right there that has extraordinary arm talent. Like his biggest problem is he can't, he's his biggest problem in college is he's a one read quarterback, but that's because the receivers would be open, but he's still hitting deep shots. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's a one read quarterback on slants. I love Justin Fields. And I think both the Jets and the 49ers are ex- are thinking outthinking themselves to the point where in three years, whoever gets Justin Fields is going to be laughing at that. And I and I do think Zach Wilson could be really good. And I do think that whoever the 49ers pick, if it's not Justin Fields, is going to be good because it's Shanahan's offense. But I promise you this, if they take Mac Jones and Schefter said that he'd be shocked if it's not Mac Jones. Number one, I do not know why they moved up to Oof. three. Huh? The, the the Niners? Yeah, they're gonna take Mac Jones. Oh, that that is crazy to me. I I see that even if Mac Jones blows my mind that you would take Mac Jones before uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, even if Mac Jones is good, everybody will be saying in two or three years, imagine Justin Fields in this offense, right? Oh no, exactly. Yeah, because Mac Jones I, is I the th- same as Jimmy G. He's not better than Jimmy G. It's not an upgrade. It's a it's a lateral movement, a lateral move that not a lateral, but it's not a vertical move. It's a horizontal move from Jimmy G, who yes. is hurt too much, to Mac Jones. And it blows my mind that they're doing this. They gave up a lot of draft capital. Obviously, what they see in Mac Jones is they must love him. And I get it to move up for the guy that you think is a sure thing. I understand what they're doing. They think that this is the guy, uh, apparently, from all the reporting. And 
I, I, I don't, I don't see it. I think Mac Jones is going to no. be good, but I think if you're moving up here, you draft the athletic guy, not a pocket. The NFL is moving away from this type of quarterback than Mac Jones. Is. Yeah, no, um, I think, I think Justin Fields would be a, a nightmare in uh, San Francisco's really. offense. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that, you know, like just with how well they, how well they run the ball and how they, you know, how they use receivers in the running game and stuff. And like, I could see him like, like, like just dominating that short, that short game. And then his mobility, you know, like, and so like, think about this. I think anything that he, that, that Jimmy G can do physically, Justin Fields can do. Right. Oh, you know, and then, and then, and then, and then some, and that, that dynamic to their offense, I feel like would be scary. You so know what I mean? here's let's, let's go through this real quick. The draft starts at four with Atlanta. So Atlanta is signed with Mad Ryan for the next two years. Um, I don't think they take a QB here because Mad Ryan is on the roster for the next two years, pretty much. And if you look at actual Mad Ryan's numbers, he's not the reason Atlanta's sucking. He's far from it. He's got good passing numbers. It's their defense, and it's and it's their running game. They're not going to draft a running back. They're not going to draft a lineman here. So here's their two here's their two things. You're either going to trade the pick, which there's mock drafts that have the Patriots moving up to four. Remember, I said this two weeks ago. I have I have an insider, insider people that are saying this to me. Okay. This. So if this happens, I just want the credit. Um, Patriots trading up to four, or another team trading up to four, or what I think the most logical pick for Atlanta would be is drafting Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is. I would say um, the best player in this draft, not named Trevor Lawrence. You've seen his highlights. This guy is pretty much the next variation of Kittle, of Kelsey, of Gronk. He is going to be a Hall of Fame-esque player. I'm more sure about that than Trevor Lawrence being good, okay? Kyle Pitts is going to oh, yeah. be a lead level. He's a cyborg. Yeah. Cyborg. He can block. He can run all the routes. He has great hands. He's fast as shit. He's, he's going to be an elite player. So Kyle Pitts is who I think they should pick. Agree, disagree? Should they trade? Or is it too high to draft a tight end? Or does it matter? Is the that, Falcons? Yeah. I basically look at tight ends now as wide um, receivers if you're an elite level, right? That, that I think a yeah, good yeah. tight end is more I valuable mean, than a good receiver. Yeah, I think that what they need, it's not what they need definitely because, they, I mean, I know Julio's getting old, but they have Julio, they have Calvin Ridley. Um, they, do they also still have Austin Hooper signed there? Hooper, um, no, Hooper is in Cleveland. That Hayden Hurst. Oh, he's been. Oh, that's right, Hayden Hurst. Okay, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot Hooper was with Cleveland, but um, I knew they had a, a, a tight end that they had recently uh, signed. But Hayden Hurst. Um, I mean, do they? They don't. They don't really need it. But like, yeah, he's like he's like the potential like generational guy outside of all the quarterbacks. You know what Julio's I mean? And also, Jamar old. Chase. <clears throat> they won't draft Chase because they have Julio. They have Calvin Ridley. Um, that's less of a need, but Julio is getting old. Uh, Ridley's been amazing. So th- that just means Here, here's the thing. The here's offense. the thing about Kyle Pitts that, that that I think scares uh teams is like look at the history of drafting uh tight ends in the first round. Yeah, but this is different. They, yeah, this is a little I, different. I, yeah, we, we he's better so. than he's better than e- Ebron. He's better than Hawkinson. Like this is this is a guy that is he is the yeah, most, no, he's a freak. He's, he's a the best freak. pass catcher. He's the best he's a he's amazing. And yeah. um so I think it's a little different. I'm just you, being you, dev, playing devil's advocate there. Yeah, you can use historical context, I guess, because a player drafted that position, but there's no counterpart to him. And this mock draft I'm looking at right now, Peter Schrager on uh, Good Morning Football, he has uh, the uh-huh. Patriots trading and getting fields here. And his trade is this year's first and second. Fourth, fourth pick. Yeah. I don't think they trade here. I, I, I've, I've, this is what I said. I've been told that this is, they're looking at it, but I feel like they don't need to do this. Pick five, Cincinnati. A lot of people Peter, are saying, Peter Schrager, you're, uh, you're, you're no, first. that's not, I'm just, I just, <laughs> I looked up a mock draft and I pulled it up because I'm just trying to, I don't want to mess the teams up. Pick five, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. They, the rumors at the start where they were going to get uh, Panay Sewell, Panay. Or Sean Slater, yeah. uh, a tackle. Uh-huh. Um, but everybody is now saying they're taking Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean the Burrow Chase. Um, yeah, they also have uh, T Higgins too. Yeah, and Boyd, 
And I think that yep. that is uh, Chase in his last year with Burrow at LSU, 84 catches, 1,700 yards, 20 touchdowns. Oof, so yeah. combo. Yeah, that, that is true. It's former college teammates. Yeah. They have chemistry. Pick six, the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins traded back up here to get Jamar Chase, and I do not think they're going to be happy with him being off the board. They're either going to take, they're either going to take one of the tackles or Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle, right? Or do they want? Do they take Fields if he's here? If Who is this? Who is this? The Dolphins. Dolphins. Hmm. I think they're going to go yeah. linemen because they kind of got kind of safe. Or actually, sorry, in this mock draft, Pitts is still available. They take Pitts. Okay, they would take Pitts. But Uh um, he's not slipping below six. I'm sure of that. But uh, Miami's pick six. Pick seven is the Lions. This is where I think the Patriots will move up, actually, if it's not the Falcons. I think they jump jump, um, Denver, and they jump... Carolina, Carolina's not taking a QB. So pick seven, pick eight. I think they're going to move up with one of those. I think seven's the one you want to get because Denver is going to be in the weeds also negotiating to move up here. So they get fields or um, Trey Lance. I've seen mocks with Trey Lance going to uh, going to Denver over fields. And uh-huh. I, I don't understand how fields is again, getting moved down. So basically here's where the action's going to happen. Pick seven, Detroit, pick eight, Carolina, pick nine, Denver, pick 10 Cowboys. There is going to be, a ton of, I think there's going to be a lot of trades there. Trades. Yeah. yeah. You get pick seven. I think you're giving up to the lions this year's first. So they're going to move back eight spots, probably next year's first and probably Stefan Gilmore. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. I'd be good if they gave up whatever, if you have the opportunity to get just, you have to get a QB. It, yeah. That's their only weak position is quarterback. That's it. Their team is ready to go. Their team is – they got Henry. They got um, Johnny Smith. They signed a ton of defensive players. Their offensive line is even losing Tooney, still great. I'm I'm re- rock and rolling with Justin. Justin Fields get drafted, Benny. I will buy th- uh, every jersey that they make of him, every jersey, immediately yeah. when, they put him on, when they put him on sale. I'm ready to rock. And oh, yeah. No, then you have And then you have uh, Denver. I think Denver and- takes Trey Lance. Hey, and also um, underrated uh, possibility. Cam Newton has been a mentor for uh, Justin Fields so far in his career. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like since since high school. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a, a a back pocket play by Bill Belichick a little bit, or yeah, or like, you know, like trick up his sleeve. I want them to make this trade yesterday. Okay, I want uh-huh. them to move. And to pick four, I don't think they're going to do it. And I, I'm going to say this: we're going to do a quick Patriots thing on why I want Field so bad. Okay, um, here people are like, "What if he doesn't work out and he's a buzz? Then you just wasted three first round picks or whatever they end up giving up." Here are and I here are the Patriots first round picks um, over the last decade. Okay, tell me how many of these guys you would give up for Justin Fields. So just imagine you're trading ten. Okay, just let's let's do the last decade. From 2010, Devin McCourty, great player. Nate Solder in 2011. Eh. 2012, they f- they got two potential Hall of Famers: Chandler Jones, Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower. Okay, that's a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, B- Bill Belichick hasn't dra- drafted great lately. Here's from 2013 on. So these are the last the last seven years. They didn't have a pick in 2013. Dominic Easley. Malcolm in 2014, Dominic Easley. Terrible. 2015, Malcolm Brown. Eh. 2016, no pick. 2017, no pick. They traded one of those for um, Brandon Cooks. And I can't re- I think the other one might have got stripped because of Deflategate or something. Uh, 2018, uh-huh. Isaiah Wynn, Sony Michelle. 2019, Nikhil Harry. And then last year, they didn't have a pick. Um, let me just say this I would trade. The last seven first round, seven years for Justin Fields with what the production they've got. <laughs> yeah. You know what Nikhil Harry's worth right now, Benny? If they, if uh, they, they're trying to trade him, I think they're going to trade him. I would say they're going to get a fourth or a fifth round pick back for him. Maybe. Why are they trying maybe to trade him? They're already giving up on him. He's no, he's not good. That's going to buy that. That is such a bad pick. I'll never forget that. 
Oh my God! Here's who. Here's who was who, drafted who after. They, who did they? Huh? Yeah. Here's who was drafted after Nikhil Harry. Wide receiver. You were about wise. to say who was drafted after Nikhil Harry? Yeah. 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 Uh, Debo Samuel. Who was it? AJ Brown. Um, DK Metcalf. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Terry McLaurin. Just that. Just uh, a name. Just that's four right there. Four that are so much better yeah. than he. Uh, yeah. And then I mean players not wide receivers. Um, I'm just let me. I scroll too far down. It's basically wide receivers, actually. A lot of these players on that on that good. Uh, but I, I, yeah, wow. There's a lot of bad players in that in that grouping. But yeah, I mean they drafted them way too high to where it's just it's just uh, sickening to me to see the players drafted after them. This is the thing. They have the defense of Bill Belichick. There's a lot of def- defenders out there over his drafting. Well, they're drafting really late in the first round. They're not going to get the same talent that you get in the top 15, right? They have the 15th pick. You know uh-huh. you're going to get a talented guy if you don't take a QB because of the run on QBs, right? The first five picks potentially could all be quarterbacks. Now you have, you're in the top 10 pretty much, right? That's how you can look at mm-hmm. it because you get a great tackle. You get a great edge, who the, one of the best edge rushers, or you get a weapon. Here's the thing. They don't need tackles. They have Troy Brown, who's back, who's proved that he's a really good tackle. Isaiah mm-hmm. Wynn, you have to pick, decide if you're picking up his option or not. He's been hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, he's been good. So you don't need to tackle that much. I don't think you need weapons. I, I mean, I still they should draft a receiver in this draft. Where what what pick are the Patriots picking at? They're 15. So there's a potential Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle is there. Okay. I would um, I'd be fine with that pick. Think, do you think that one of those five guys lasts the big 15? No. I think worst you, you think case, they're all gone by 15. Yeah, because here's here's this is how I look at it. One, two, three QBs. Now you have from you have 11 picks for the other two guys to go off the board. If those guys are available at pick 13 or 14, Steelers, Washington, Saints. Oh, Steelers, Steelers are picking before them. Right. No, they're not. They're uh, not picking before them. They're not. They're not. No. I'm saying these teams can trade up, and I think one of them will. If you, the okay. the the value for pick thirteen is different from pick um, four, right? You can get pick thirteen for this for swapping of the first rounds and probably in next year's first. That's a lot less value, and I think a team uh, takes jumps at that. So, no move. I want them to move up. Yesterday, Benny, I want them to take Fields at four, and if. Uh-huh. If San Francisco's serious and they're not just smoke screening and they're actually like serious about Mac Jones, and it seems like they are, everybody's saying they're taking Mac Jones. If you get Fields, do you remember when the Patriots started losing a lot? And I said, my pipe dreams is we're not going to be bad enough to get Fields or Lawrence. If we got Fields, oh, yeah, the heavens no, would yeah. sing down on me. I, I don't get it, dude. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. Fields is literally. I can say right. I I can believe that he will be a Russell Wilson esque quarterback. I think he has the arm talent. I think he's got the got the the goods to not get injured. I don't think he's ever going to get his leg snap like that. I mean, like you know what I'm saying. Like I I think he's uh-huh. I think he's got the business man, and I, I want him. I want him on the Patriots. I would be good yeah. with Trey Lance. I'd be fine with Mac Jones. I'd be fine with any of these guys. But if I'm if I'm the Patriots. And I see that Kyle Shanahan's legitimately going to take Mac Jones. Maybe they're waiting to see if it actually happens before they pull the trigger, but it might be too late. Cause I promise you right now that the Denver Broncos are, are talking with the Falcons and teams are talking with the Falcons. Every oh, yeah. quarterback is. And I say, make the move before just get it, get the fourth pick, give up. Mm-hmm. I love, I love Gilmore. I'm going to show you this, Benny. It's not a video podcast, but you see this right here. <laughs> Where is it? Look, got a nice little Gilmore jersey, okay? Oh, yeah. 24 Gilmore jersey. You know, if they got Justin Fields for Stephon Gilmore, you know how people burn jerseys? I would – well, I would never burn – I love Gilmore. He's defensive player of the year, best cornerback in the league over the last three or four years. But I wouldn't burn this jersey. I would enshrine it that you're the guy that got me, Justin Fields, to be my quarterback for the next 15 to 20 years. How about that? <laughs> You'd strap it to a firework and shoot it to the moon. I would hope it wouldn't get damaged. I, I, I'm saying this though. Uh, I hope the Patriots do this. Uh, 
and I'm this is the most excited I've been for an NFL draft in years. How excited are you for your Seahawks with three picks and all seven rounds? <laughs> <laughs> the least draft oh, capital man. in the last 30 years for a team to have. Yeah, no. Uh eh, dude, I, they're in rough shape. Um, not not really excited about the draft. I know that what's gonna happen is they're gonna uh I don't know when their first pick is, but 56. it's gonna be trade it's gonna be traded down. I feel they're, like they're they gonna, have to use that. There's a lot of tackle know, depth. They need they're, to get they need they there's a lot of depth in this draft and the positions. They're gonna trade back and they're gonna try to pick up more picks. That's that's what they're gonna do. Did you see the stat I sent that Vince Wolfork has more career interceptions than uh than Jamal Adams? <laughs> yeah. Real stat, not 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 a made up one. Oh, that's crazy. Three to two. Um man, this is gonna be a crazy draft. And I'm happy that the NFL is finally starting to get shaken up like this. Where, uh-huh. but this is the thing we see this in the NBA a lot. Usually, the team that does the big shakeups end up not doing much. Uh, would you be surprised if next year's Super Bowl is not Chiefs Bucks again? Not at all. Yeah, I, wouldn't. I mean, I think that that's uh, the favorite, the, the likely matchup, if not anything else. Uh huh. But anyway, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, especially the Bucks. Uh, I mean, they're running it back. Yeah, Basically. all 22 and, starters. Yeah, that's crazy. Are we giving Jason Light uh, the GM of the year before the year start? He deserves it, right? I mean, even if they don't win the Super Bowl again, being able to recap maneuver to be able, when you only had $25 million in space to be able to keep all 22 players. Uh, that's hey, amazing. If they, if, they, if they have a great regular season, yeah, give it to them. They don't wow. need to win the Super Bowl. Did you see Tom Brady, what he posted on Instagram? Basically did an info no. info uh, infomercial for Qatar. What what is what what does Qatar do? I know they're like on a uh like they're, they're I, I see them on like uh, soccer advertise like on jerseys right? They're um, are they on somebody's jersey? Yeah yeah Qatar Air. Uh, they're oh, is a, it an airline? Is it an airline in the Middle East? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's yeah, it is. But Qatar is okay. a very, very economically developed country, and uh, in the Middle East, it bore it's oh, like okay. on it's in it's basically in, it's not Saudi Arabia, but it's basically right next to Saudi Arabia. I think it borders it. Um, weird okay. infomercial. I don't, I don't know how much they paid them, but they had to give them something to do that. But hey, it's uh-huh. Tommy, and. Anything else? Let basketball. Want to do basketball? Sure. What no, do you want we, took two, basketball? we took a two-week break. We might as well just get just flesh it all out. Nets Lakers is going to be the finals. I'm pretty confident in that. The Nets haven't had all three players playing together pretty much this whole season. They're still in first place. Uh huh. The Lakers. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't care if LeBron and AD sit the rest of the way. I'd want Just wait AD till the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I want them to get a few tune-up games in, like the last ten games of the season. But whatever. Uh-huh. It's a collision course. I think the Lakers are going to dismantle the Nets because I. I still think the Nets. Here's the Nets' problem: no defense whatsoever, and defense. Yeah. You you need to have at least some ability to get a stop down down at the end of the at the end of the game. Uh-huh. I don't think the Nets have that. I think the Lakers do. And I do fear yeah, that the, the, Nets, the, the Lakers Nets... definitely do. Yeah, this is the thing. They the have, Nets are gonna score 100 players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I mean the the Lakers I, here's the thing. I like the addition of Andre Drummond to the Lakers way more than I like the combination of Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin added to the Nets. You know what I mean? Same, same. Because because like what you're saying, Andre Drummond is a player who like adds to the defense. You know what I mean? And, and that's they, they, when they have AD and LeBron, they're gonna score. And and, and Dennis Schroeder, um, you know. And I think that the Lakers have the like the best constructed roster when healthy because they have like obviously they have Montrez Harrell to come off the bench. They have uh, Dennis Schroeder. Um, as a point guard when LeBron isn't running the show. They have um, Kuzma, who's turned into, like, a great hustle player. You know what I mean? And then and then they – and yeah, he knows his role. He, he's figured out his role, and he's playing well in it, you know? 
Um, and then and then adding Andre Drummond, that I, I I actually I really like that. There needs to be punishments for teams that are adding buyout players like this in the future. That's that's one of my opinions. Uh, like a pick or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe add it to like tax more taxes Tax. on the team yeah because the thing is these buyout guys the teams can't find a trade partner so you don't have to salary match or anything and then you're just basically like okay yeah we'll add them to our roster and it happens with all the best teams now it used to not be this way players would go random places but every single buyout guy you're choosing between four teams it's four teams right now you're choosing between the the uh, between brooklyn between uh, philly and the two la teams yeah. That's it. And that's where everybody's going to decide. And I don't like that. I don't really mind if teams get better, but it's kind of like, it just, the, it's gaming the system. I will say this. Oh yeah. If this is just LeBron's legacy is, I think he's already the best ever, but it, in 50 years, not 50 years in like 20 years and stuff, people won't remember so much of the nuances that happen year to year and all that. They'll just look at the teams that they beat. And I'll say <laughs> if the Lakers win this year, nobody, it doesn't matter how they win anything like that. It'll actually, all that people will actually remember is wow. LeBron just beat Kyrie Harden and KD Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. So throw those two in there, even though those two aren't who they were. That was just so Blake Griffin yeah. in there and Aldridge because they're former all NBA players. So they'll be like, this is really the uh-huh. monsters, you know? And then that's yeah. the best rollout to, to space jam in this, in the summer. Yeah, true. Uh, great, great rollout. <laughs> There you um, go. That, that's good thinking there, sir. How about that? A little business savvy. Yeah. I Finally, basically, my final thing is I hate NFTs. I think that they're shams. Uh, let's uncover the money laundering going on with uh, non-fungible tokens, okay? Because if you're spending oh, $40 million dollars on a digital painting, a digital a piece of art, $40 million or $60 million, hmm, hmm, there's some money laundering going on there. Not that there's not money laundering in traditional art, okay? There is. Everybody knows this. It's one of the old, <laughs> the the oldest tricks in the book. If you want to, if you want to clean some money, buy buy a nice Van Gogh piece, okay? But at least you're getting a piece <laughs> of art. That's all I'm saying. At least you're getting something for it. Something physical. I have on my background of my computer a nice little sixty-eight million dollar art piece, an NFT that I that I downloaded that somebody paid sixty-eight million for. Okay, how about that? How's that sound? <laughs> same thing. That's I got a, the same exact that's thing. Insane. Yeah. Sterling sent me a video. Sterling sent me a YouTube. It was it was it was an NFT, and it was it was basically a YouTube video clip of, of a highlight of John Morant dunking, and it was how much? Uh, low. Two hundred thousand. The lowest sold was one hundred thousand. What they were asking for is two hundred and fifty. Jeez, for Louise. a YouTube highlight, and this shit doesn't make sense. And I'm just sick of it. I I can't stand it. Oh, here's the thing. Right here. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Masters, a tradition unlike any other. Oh. On the okay. microphone today, listen to the booth. SVP and Nance back and forth. Ooh. You don't get better than that. Nance has the best job alive. You go from the Final Four to the Masters. You call the best football game each week. You get a Super Bowl every few years. Uh, oh, yeah. Tony. All for having such a nice voice. That's a beautiful voice. Beautiful but SVP voice. and Nance sharing the broadcast booth. Tradition unlike any any other. Uh, I didn't bet anything on these Masters uh, this year. I was thinking of it. I ended up not doing anything, and I'm happy I didn't because I was about to put uh, some money on Rory. And let me just tell you, Rory's tournament was over before it started, my friend. He, I think he bogeyed four of the first oh, five holes or something. Terrible like day. <laughs> the thing – Yeah, so, bad day. I was actually, I did a lot of research for this Masters tournament. We don't talk golf much on this, but th- it's a big tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dustin Johnson won in November. They had it, if you remember, like four and a half months ago because it got postponed because of COVID. He won with a score of like minus 20, which was either the record or close to the record. And the organizers hated that. They want, organizers of golf tournaments want it to be more competitive. They want higher scores that signify the difficulty of the course that they're on. So coming in here, everybody's all like, yeah, this is going to be a much harder tournament than, than what we had four months ago. Um, and it is. So here's the scores. Only th- three people shot under 70. Justin Rose shot a 60, uh, a 65, seven under, uh, Butch Harmon. I think, yeah, Brian Harmon, not Butch, Brian Harmon, three under Hideki Matsuyama, huh. three under, and then you have a few people sitting at two, a few people sitting at one and then in 13th place down it's even or, or, or plus, it's a good tournament, and I'm going to tell you the truth. 
my girlfriend's visiting her parents this weekend and or not this weekend, but like the last week she's been dog sitting and then sh- her job got uh, shut down for a week because of COVID. So she's down there just staying down there for a week visiting with her parents. I'm living the dream, Benny. I'm living the dream. I am sitting on my couch pretty much naked, just watching the master sipping, sipping a Coors Light. Coors Light. Just watching it daily, riding my Peloton. I put clothes on for that. Bare, bare butt on the Peloton. Hey, really? It would be enjoyable. It would, it would not be. Uh, <laughs> really fun. Um, I'm actually like gonna. I'm actually gonna stop this recording now. This is the end of the episode. And what I'm gonna begin the episode with, I'm gonna redo a recording at the beginning. I have a story Paint to tell. A picture. Paint I have a picture. I have a story to tell. You're gonna know the story by the time this is over because I'm gonna. We're gonna mm-hmm. re-record, not re-record, but at the top of the episode. One of the. I think this is a story a lot of people will find very funny. Okay. So, uh, anything else, Benny? before we go no okay hey no good good impromptu uh episode yeah we will be back i'm gonna actually let's let's make a let's make a schedule here because honestly there's basketball every week's hard to cover i don't baseball we didn't even talk about baseball's in full swing of things Benny baseball corner uh uh-huh. <laughs> it'll be back don't worry hey about it. i will say this is the most excited i've been for a baseball season because you know i i, I can go to games and go to games now also a game I'm going to be a Colorado Rockies fan this year. Try to go, some, that's, go to some Rockies. That's sad. Games. That's one of the worst teams in baseball this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're well, paying I mean, the Cardinals $50 million to take Arenado, their best player, in like probably franchise history off their hands. Yeah, that made, that made no sense to me. But anyways, um, I obviously I'm a Mariners fan first, but I'm going to be able to watch some Rockies games, so I'll be following them. I think the plan is, if you're still listening, the plan is we will be back Thursday night, or we're going to be back not next week, I don't think. We might do one next week. You know what? Just pay, pay attention. Maybe we'll be back next week. But we will be giving our first round mock draft. How's that sound? The following Ooh, let's week. Let's do it. And then the following week after that's the actual draft on the 29th. We'll do an episode after round one. And uh, so that'll be coming out on Friday. So we're going to shift the schedule around a little bit. For the next couple of months, this is how it's going to be. We're just going to figure out times to get in. And then, ooh, when does the NFL season boot up? Let's look this up. NFL season starts. I should look up first game. Regular season, September. Nope. 2022 NFL season. 20, NFL season. Right? We're going to the 2022. That's how it works out. Yeah. Um, first game, September 9th, 2021. So we are going to be back to our Wednesday, our Wednesday, Sunday uh, schedule on um gotta keep pulling the calendar down Ooh, yep september 9th we're gonna be the september 8th is gonna be our football preview episode that wednesday and then we'll be back every sunday and wednesday for the rest of the for the entirety of the season so okay everybody i'm gonna end this now you're welcome folks yeah you're welcome top of the hour this is going to be the intro that we're going to be doing. I'm not going to record a separate intro. I'm just going to say, hey, everybody, story to tell, and then we're going to jump into, jump into some sports. So thank you, everybody, for listen, listening. Talk to you soon.